BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. Well, 10,000 of you did not wait for me to say a word and you've already gone and voted on today's poll question at Smirconish.com. I guess that's okay. Yesterday, there were 21,921 ballots cast on this, which will be more politically impactful, border chaos, today, of course, the end of Title 42, or Trump found liable by a federal jury. 73.5% had the correct answer, at least according to me, in going with border chaos. Today, who benefited most from the CNN town hall? Your choices, the American people. CNN, Caitlin Collins, Donald Trump, or Joe Biden? I said yesterday that I approved of CNN hosting Trump for the town hall. I thought it was something that the network should do. In fact, I said yesterday on the program that I thought CNN would be derelict in not hosting someone who's a former president of the United States and currently a GOP frontrunner if they have the opportunity to do so. Uh, all of the polls, all of the polls say that he's got a commanding lead over his nearest, yes, unannounced challenger, Ron DeSantis. I say all of the polls because you know, where it stands in a potential Trump-Biden matchup depends on which poll you rely upon, but not in the case of where is Trump among the GOP candidates. I also said yesterday that Caitlin Collins is a pro and that I found her to be well-suited while acknowledging that she needed to thread the needle, meaning that, you know, everybody I know I've been in this situation. I was in this situation three weeks ago with RFK Jr. Like everybody's got a better idea on what you should have asked or you should have followed up or you should have said. But even more so when it comes to Trump, you know, no matter how how well she did last night, there were going to be many who would be disappointed. I said all of that yesterday and I stand by all of it i'm glad the event took place yes i'm the one i am the one uh i watched i formed my own opinions as to what was happening i recorded some notes for myself then i watched and read the reaction none of which changed my perspective it's tc kind of like when i was doing all the debate coverage 
in one of the cycles and I would make a yellow legal tablet and, and I would have arrows up and arrows down. Oh, that was very popular. And I would immediately tweet it right. before the post-mortem would begin so that ever I was locked in and like, like this. This is what I think in real time. I am not going to be influenced by what I'm about to hear. Yeah. This is what I thought as I watched. I happen to think, and this may be similar, I happen to think that the aftermath and the spin is as important as what actually went down because a lot of people want to be led and a lot of people just aren't going to watch and consequently they want to have an informed opinion be able to speak somewhat knowledgeably and so they you know they they follow along like sheep uh you don't need to follow me but I do have a a perspective on all of this what went down i guess i would say is pretty much what i expected with the exception of the audience factor I knew that they were comprised of the audience was comprised of Republicans and independents. I have to say that I didn't see much evidence of independence there last night. Although when the camera would pan to the audience and, and many were applauding Donald Trump and and many at certain times got on their feet, not all did so. But the questions, the questions seemed to come mostly from those who were favorably disposed toward Trump. And I know nothing about the process. I I know nothing as to whether, and I talked with Mark about this yesterday, I don't know if CNN or Caitlin Collins knew what was coming. I mean, if they did, then de facto they were controlling the entire event and not just and not just the questions from the moderator. And and something that, something else actually I should say that surprised me. I didn't. I looked up at the clock at a certain point, and I I want to tell you that it was 8.15, this event having begun at 8, and she had not yet gone to the audience. So, I mean, Caitlin Collins played much more of a role than I had anticipated. I thought that she was you know, probably good for three or four of her own questions and then a number of follow-ups, but no, she had, she had much more opportunity than that. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes
processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began. Or walk the fields where our country was won. Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. In the no surprise category, Donald Trump. You know, he's exactly what you'd expect. Nothing changes with him. He's the old dog. And there are no new tricks. It's like Trump, you know, the greatest hits reel, at least according to his supporters. Um, I thought that he would have spent more time on the attack against Biden. He really didn't. He really didn't. But he was spending so much time defending himself and mostly from Caitlin Collins questions that maybe he never got around to saying the things that he wanted to say about Joe Biden. And Caitlin Collins was, as I advertised yesterday, I thought she was strong. I thought she was direct. I thought she was poised, even when he called her nasty mistake on his part. I thought she was knowledgeable. Uh, I don't know how you can be critical of, of anything. That I saw from Caitlin Collins. I mean, maybe that that it was just too much fact checking if there is such a thing. And at a certain point, you know, she needed to just back off. But uh, that's not a criticism I'm making. I'm just trying to be open minded. The the intangible, I thought, was the crowd. And from the moment he walked out, you got a good indication as to how this was going to how this was going to go, because she Caitlin Collins announces President Trump. He walks out. Immediately, there's applause. The applause then grows into a standing ovation, or so it seemed from most, if not all. He paused and did one of those, you know, mouthing routines. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and kind of does the folded hand thing. And um, yeah, so at that moment, Trump, who knows how to read a room, knew Okay, I've got this crowd, and consequently, I now only need to be focused on uh, the moderator in Caitlin Collins. The audience questions, I thought, were pretty soft in comparison to her questions. And I wondered yesterday, I said this on air, I thought that she would go with Gene Carroll right off the bat. Now, there had been a day between when the verdict came back and... Uh, and when she had the opportunity to question him. But remember, I said, if I were Caitlin Collins, I would be hoping that that verdict comes back right before the town hall, because then I, I get I'm first in in terms of getting his reaction. So maybe that's a reason why she didn't. But it's kind of interesting when you analyze that first question. Actually, let me just stop and ask each of you in your own minds not to call me on this. Not yet. But OK, what if you had been in her position? You, know, you better do this. You better do that. Okay, what's the question? I, I have a close friend. He's been a guest on this program. 
a friend of 30 plus years in Shane Inspector. He's a noted trial attorney, now law professor. He teaches a one credit course uh, at law schools, you know, including Berkeley and Stanford and Hastings and Penn. He has a one credit course called How to Ask a Question. I didn't consult with him in terms of this, but it's interesting, right? What do you do? What do you do? What is that first question? Even if you're going to bring up Gene Carroll, maybe maybe it's why should any woman in the country give you, actually, I kind of like this. Why should any woman in the country give you her vote when a federal jury yesterday just found that you sexually assaulted a woman? Lie, witch hunt, fake news, okay. rigged But what, rigged what trial. else can you do? I mean, shall I just, what, what do you, okay. I mean, shall I just proceed to kneeing him in the groin? Well, but perver- like actually not literally, but figuratively, she had to. You always say that. You always say, what am I supposed to do? Knee him in the groin. You got to a little bit. You have to follow up. You have to keep going. You have to be persistent because otherwise he's going to keep lying. So here's what she did do. She laid down a marker and, and the que- it's really not the question that she asked. It was the setup. President Trump, thank you for your time thank here tonight. You. We got a, a great crowd here in New Hampshire, a lot of voters uh, with a lot of questions about what your 2024 term would look like, what another Trump term would look like. We'll get to the voters shortly, but your poll showed that you were dominating the Republican race right now, but you were also under active federal investigation for trying to overturn the 2020 election results. Your first term ended with a deadly riot at the Capitol, and you still have not publicly acknowledged the 2020 election results. Why should Americans put you back in the White House? Because uh, we did fantastically. We got 12 million more votes than we had in, uh, as you know, in 2016. Uh, I actually say we did far better in that election. Got the most uh, that anybody's ever gotten as a sitting president of the United States. Uh, I think that uh, when you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, uh, unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. A lot of the people... (laughs) A lot of the people in this audience, and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. That was a rigged election, and it's a shame that we had to go through it. It's very bad for our country. All over the world, they looked at it, and uh, they saw exactly what everyone else saw. You look, even if you just look recently, with the 51 intelligence agents, that made a 16-point difference. Uh, if you look at the but FBI, if you look at the FBI and... Uh, Twitter, uh, they call it Twitter files, made a big difference. If you look at Mr. President, the vote, back to what you just said there, though, it, it was not a rigged election. It was not a stolen election. You and your supporters lost more than 60 court cases on the election. It's been nearly two and a half years. Can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 election? Let me, let me just go on. If you look at True the Vote, they found millions of votes on camera, on government cameras, where uh, they were stuffing ballot boxes. So with all of that, I think it's a shame that what happened, I think it's a very sad thing for our country. Uh, I think it's a very sad thing, frankly, for the world, because if you look at what's gone to our country, our country has gone to hell. Our borders are bad. Our military has been bad. You look at the taxes, you look at inflation, what's happened to inflation. It's just destroying our country. Uh, we've really become in many ways a third world country. And it's very sad what's happened in this administration. And it's uh, something that will turn around on day one. We were energy independent. Now energy is at a level that we've never had to pay before. We, nobody can afford to continue to pay what's happening with energy. 
but we were energy independent. Uh, we were getting out of Afghanistan with strength and with dignity. And instead, we got out, we looked like fools, probably the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. We have a lot of questions about the economy and foreign policy tonight. But but what you just said there, Republican officials debunked those claims about fraudulent ballots. We want to give you a chance tonight. Who? Republican officials in Georgia and every single state. Uh, There is no your own election officials, Mr. President. So we wanted to give you a chance. We're afraid to take on the issue. But we have a big problem. You in this get country. it. I mean, I we wanted have... to give you all a nice, healthy taste of this in case you weren't watching. I thought that the audience questions appeared soft, making Collins's questions appear even more uh, fact based, tough, forward looking than otherwise would have been the case. And the more confrontational she became with Trump, then from what I saw, the more the audience seemed to lean in for Trump. It was in that way, you know, pretty unique because it's not the sort of audience you normally see on CNN, meaning you had strong representation for an hour and 10 minutes by my count of half the country that normally is only positioned on Fox. And the more those who were there in the audience reacted favorably toward things that Trump said, the greater the revulsion from the left and from the mainstream media over CNN having given Trump a forum at all. Although that criticism, I note, was careful to simultaneously praise Caitlin Collins. But even on CNN's own post-mortem, there was like horror in the face of the analysts who were commenting as to what they had just seen, which I think begs this question. If Caitlin Collins did her job, and I believe that Caitlin Collins did her job, I'm, I'm, I'm lockstep with those giving her credit. By the way, if I didn't believe it, I'd simply say nothing. I wouldn't sit here and lie to you. I'm telling you, I think she deserves the praise that she was given. If she delivered, but it was nevertheless an opportunity to boost Trump while allowing him to spread misinformation, right? If she was on top of her game, and I think that she was, and nevertheless he was able to spread his misinformation, then what's the lesson? Is the lesson that you don't host the leading Republican candidate because he's going to spread lies, even though you fact checked him in real time as best as you could and in all the follow up coverage. I mean, CNN's morning show was was playing when I was preparing today and I looked up at the Chiron and it said Trump repeats election lies over on MSNBC. I saw their Chiron as they were similarly covering the event. Trump won't say who he prefers to win Europe's war. It's not like he's getting away with anything. She confronted him in real time, and all the coverage thereafter is addressing exactly what he said that was false. So if the mindset is one of, well, we can't do this again, then then I want to know from you, what are the rules going forward and how far are we going to take it? Is the answer that we're not going to give him a town hall forum? Okay, but does that extend to his opponents in the primary? I mean, I'm sure that CNN, I know nothing, right? Lowest man on the deal. I know nothing. I just read a lot. Sources you could be reading, too. But I'm sure CNN wants to give Ron DeSantis a forum. I have to believe they're already extending the invite. How do you say you're going to give DeSantis a forum, but you're not going to allow Trump to have a forum? Because then your thumb is entirely on the scale. And what about the general election? You know, assuming that Trump remains dominant, and I don't know if that'll be the case, but does that mindset then extend to the debates? Because let me tell you something. Caitlin Collins is a sharp, 31-year-old, well-prepared, very intelligent journalist 
who responded about as quickly as I think was possible to that fire hose of disinformation that came from Donald Trump. And parts of this were very much a debate between Collins and Trump. And again, Trump had the audience on his side. How would Joe Biden have fared if he were on that stage with Donald Trump last night? The White House sent out, or the the Biden campaign, because it was a fundraising pitch, uh, sent out something last night that... uh, uh, that said, you know, you want four more years of that? I don't have it right in front of me, but, you know, trying to say, like, that was a shit show. I mean, is, is this what you want? I have to believe they were also looking at it and saying, we don't want to get on a stage with this guy. He truly is a, is, a, is a caged tiger, and you're getting in there now and trying to grab him by the tail. It's not easy. But there's no straightforward answer to this. Eric Wemple, who writes about the media for the Washington Post, and I, I've, I have in front of me tons of tweets, universally negative, about how could they have put this on, you know, what were they thinking, and at the same time praising, praising Caitlin Collins. Oliver Darcy, by the way, reliable sources, a CNN person, quote, um, oh, he's quoting, pardon me, he's quoting CNN's response to all of this. Tonight, Caitlin Collins exemplified what it means to be a world-class journalist. She asked tough, fair, revealing questions, and she followed up and fact-checked President Trump in real time to arm voters with crucial information about his positions as he enters the 2024 election as the Republican frontrunner. I think that's truthful. The Eric Wemple quote that I was referring to is this. What we saw was by no means a fiasco of the magnitude of Zucker's live rallies. That's a reference to... You know, giving him the coverage in 2016, which, by the way, Jeff Zucker told me at the unconvention he regrets. But it had the same two components, Trump flooding the venue with falsehoods and the audience responding with cheers. And Trump knew the crowd would work with him, comprised of Republicans and otherwise undeclared voters planning to participate in the 2024 GOP primary. It was salted with friendlies. Trump stomached his revulsion for his network hosts in exchange for a home crowd of sorts, a group that no doubt enjoyed watching the main attraction steamroll an earnest fact-checking network host. Key line, CNN hasn't figured this thing out. And it's a good bet its competitors have no better ideas. You think it was a shit show? Okay, then you tell me what's the plan going forward. You're going to close him out? A, a, a person who, according to the polls, has dominant strength within the Republican Party, you know, looks like, I continue to say, that his real opponents are Jack Smith and Merrick Garland, but as of this moment in time, looks like he's the Republican nominee, as of this moment in time. So are you now saying that you're just not going to accommodate? I mean, play the role of Chris Licht, the president of CNN, and you tell me what are the rules. Donald Trump can't have access to our airwaves? Donald Trump can't be a town hall guest. Donald Trump can't have a live audience. And are you going to set that parameter for everybody? I know I'm I'm not trying to establish parity between Trump and Biden or Trump and DeSantis when it comes to prevarication. The guy's a documented liar. But what's the standard going to apply to the others? I mean, are you going to treat... DeSantis, Biden, and anybody else in exactly the same fashion, right on top of them with everything they say? Can you do that? At what point do you say, we're going to do the best we can and leave it to the audience to decide? I'm I'm still of the opinion that it was necessary, it was fruitful, it was valuable, 
And people are probably taking away from it whatever their perspective was going in. But I don't think you can shut out a guy with that command of half the country. I just I just don't. To me, that seems like bias. Put him on, confront him, let the audience decide. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite now through April 15th NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program head to netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began. Or walk the fields where our country was won. Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I've said my piece. I'm eager to hear your reactions. Uh, Todd, you're going first because on the screen it says you can't fact check him. You need to logic check him. How would that look? How would that operate? Basically, it's a cross, cross-examination. But he, he, so here's what I mean very quickly. So you say, Mr. President, you said it was rigged. Let's take Arizona. It's run by the GOP. There were three recounts. Your campaign took the matter, uh, you know, filed in court and lost. Would you explain to the American people what evidence your attorneys didn't present to the court that established that it was rigged in Arizona? It, it's a longer question but it forces him to give up the information that he's using to support his lies. Cause you got to do it logically. Otherwise you got what Caitlin did, which was you're arguing with him. So that, that's how it's a, it's more like a cross exam than, 
than trying to say that's not true, that's not true, that's not true, because you're arguing with him, which makes him look good to his people. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I My inclination would be to say not a single court. Every one of these states was litigated. Many of the judges were Republican. Many of the, the, the states that we're talking about Republican, like you had the home court advantage and you have not a single victory from the whole process. Are you telling me every one of the judges who heard your cases is corrupt? Right. And then he's got to, he, you, you'll sit here, he'll freeze because now all of a sudden he has to justify his lie rather than you saying you got the facts wrong. That's how you that, have to, to do it. I don't know if you can do it easily. Thank you for, for that. I appreciate it. Tampa, Florida, Eric, you're actually answering the poll question. Who benefited the most? When I looked, it was Trump with, on my poll. It was Trump with a plurality followed by Biden. Yeah, absolutely. Trump benefited because he's talking to an echo chamber. He's not going to be put uh, in a room with people that disagree with him. I went to school in New Hampshire. It might as well be called the Deep North. There's a lot of land. Uh, a lot of people are supportive of Trump. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think that that audience is going to listen to, unfortunately to say this, a woman as a moderator. Uh, I think that it needs to be somebody from a point of authority that uh, they, they respect, somebody neutral perhaps. But uh, he's not going to listen to her. He's going to call her nasty like he did. Uh yeah, your comment about I've heard gender, would it have made any difference in terms of how the I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer that question. I, I think that my gut tells me that a forceful male handling it in the same way that she did would have been similarly to the extent there was any laughter at their performance. It would have been the same in the audience. But I, I don't know for sure. I just don't know. Uh, Lee, standing by in Atlanta, Georgia. Greetings. Reactions from last night. You wanted to say what? Yes, sir. I, so I have heard before when you know people call up and they try to do the whole media thing. I don't want to do that, but what I what I do want to say is is that people like Chris Lick um, cannot act like they're passive observers here, or don't have a hand in what's happened. And so, just real quick, if you let me explain, people who keep making decisions to give Trump oxygen, all are continuing to try and view or understand Trump through a lens of reason logic and strategy rather than somebody who has severe pathological problems there's no method to trump's madness they're just consequences for from his disorders and those those consequences from those disorders have splash damage that hits all of us trump is a compulsive and reflexive liar because he's a narcissist and michael you made a comment years ago about how trump views uh, every day like a new episode of reality tv and the, the problem is, is that nobody is taking a step back and saying, if this is this person's view of the world, then we probably shouldn't give him oxygen because what we're talking about isn't a game. Like okay, but Lee, Lee, but, but let me, I, I've listened and appreciate all your comments, but in the end, what are you saying? You're not going to put him on the air? Not in a town hall and not yes, in any yes, other capacity? Yes, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because what Trump was essentially doing is, is for the last, when he was president for four years, he was a bus driver that almost took us over the cliff, and everyone knows that. Like he last night, he suggested that we default on the debt. 
No okay, I, let me, I just a quick follow up, a quick follow up, if I might. So if there's a Republican, if there's a Republican debate, I assume CNN would want to host one. In fact, we know this. It's been published accounts that they've pitched to host a Republican debate. And the RNC has given, I think, the first two to Fox, but apparently is open to the idea. Should CNN or any other network take a debate in which Donald Trump is a participant? No, I wouldn't. And the oh, my gosh. Is, so now, but no, now, no, but on. Lee, let me, let me, let me go tell ahead. You why. Yeah. Tell you why. Because Trump, again, I want to use a, a bus driver analogy. Trump was a bus driver that literally almost drove us over a cliff. And then what is happening now is that folks like your boss, Chris, Chris Lick, are suggesting like, well, let's give the guy a chance. Let's put him on the air, even though we know he will drive us right back over the cliff if he is put in office. So well, to your but point may- about the debate. Yeah. Oh, but now you're but now you're you're setting up a situation where your thumb really is on the scale, because I imagine you are still going to take a Democratic debate if there is one. Right. Yeah, but there's no Democrats right now that are saying the crazy Trump. Last but night, you're, you're but you're but by, but by extension, you're shutting out half the country because you're shutting out all Republican that debates. Other half the country is not going to watch CNN for a debate about Trump. They're going to and try to learn anything new. They're going to watch it so that he can take pot shots at moderators and fight with people. I'm and glad they can get that on Fox News all day long. All right. I'm glad you called. I'm because you've just given voice to the totally different side of this thing than what I'm here advocating. I, I want it all to come in and, and try and keep guardrails on it at the same time. If that's possible with him, it might not be. Brian, you're in Bangor, Maine. Give me that one reaction to last night's town hall that you wanted to share. Michael, thank you. Uh, Real quickly, just building on your first caller, I agree he's correct with the cross-examination. We need a tighter look at the truth that was being presented. But I think it's important that we go after the people that believed the lies. We need to hold them accountable. Shame on the crowd last night at CNN for cheering this guy on repeatedly with his lies. So it needs to be a more of a focus on on was there truth. So what are so what specifically what are you saying? No live audience? No live audience? No, no, no. I think you have to follow up and hold those people accountable and follow up programs. You gotta give them the time, you gotta give them the air, but you gotta hold the people accountable that are that are continuing to support him with lies. Shame. Shame. Got it. Shame All right, on let them. me keep moving. Let me keep moving. This is William in Silver Spring, Maryland. Hi, William. Yeah, how you doing, Mike? Um, All good. So just wanted to give you one, two two thoughts. I agree totally uh, that, yes, we have to limit the exposure that we give them. Now, I normally would agree with you, but what's at risk here is our country. And so the gentleman who talked about he would not have given them that form, I agree. And I do also agree that no way would, uh, say, a station like Fox, not to say Fox is CNN, but to give up um, a candidate, say, like a aspiring uh, Biden, uh, the format with only Democrats. You got to have some cross reference as far as the thought in that audience last night. I, I wish I, I wish I knew more about how the audience was picked. I, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about it, and I haven't and I haven't read anything else about it. I'd like to know more about that. Could the audience have been more balanced? Yes. Will Franklin, Tennessee, you most wanted to say what about last night's town hall? Sure, that Byron Donalds was the was the real winner of the night because uh, I didn't realize, you know, I mean, I guess Caitlin Collins took three days off to prepare and had an earpiece in her ear and still managed to flub you know, several fact checks around 
uh, you know, the border wall progress in January 6th. And so I, I thought he was the, uh, the huge winner of the night. I couldn't believe CNN had him on to do analysis after just to even add to the humiliation. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure other than I don't even know how to respond to that. I think she did a strong job. I know nothing about uh, in the earpiece. I know I have one every Saturday morning on my program, but it's so I can hear the guests. Chris, you're in Fredericks, Virginia. You most wanted to say what? Uh, I was against it at first. Uh, I didn't think that he was uh, worthy of being, uh, you know, put on CNN, being he, by definition, uh, created a coup or tried to commit a coup. And I don't think he should even be allowed to run. But uh, Mark Herpern pretty much hit the nail on the head when he compared him to Osama bin Laden. I would say Jim Jones. I wouldn't give neither one of them the time of day. But I think he gave Jack Smith some pretty good uh, information last night that he can't rebuke. And I think that was a good thing to bring him on there and let him run his mouth like he always does and dig a deeper hole for himself. And hopefully we can get rid of him. Yeah, the things that he politics. the things that he said relative to the Georgia investigation might come back to haunt him. That's for sure. Liberal Paul, thoughts on last night? Yeah, well, you know what? It's 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 interesting, Mike. I um, I I I uh, I. Sorry about this. I'm getting a little problem in my car. I I thought it was the weirdest thing about this was like you're giving this guy a license. To to uh, to uh, spew his lies, Mike. Let me call you. Get back to me in a second. Okay, liberal Paul is gassing up his mini. I, I don't know what's going he's, on. He's gassing yeah. up. He's gassing up his mini. There are definitely issues. Bob's in Chicago. Bob, quickly, what did you want to say? Quick, quickly, what I'd do if I were Chris Lewis is going forward in any venue like this, Democrat or Republican, you're going to have to adopt an ESPN type mentality as you broadcast the event and immediately thereafter. You broadcast the analysis and present the truth, not as a counterbalance, but just the truth and say, you know, point by point, these were Mr. Trump's assertions or allegations, and here's the reality, and let people make their own choices. I think that's pretty much the way CNN has handled it, because I watched the after-programming, and I watched out of the corner of my eye the morning show today. They have a Chiron created with all of his lies from last night. I mean, the only alternative that I see is that you're going to totally shut them out. And I would I would not do that for all the reasons that I have described. Make sure you're voting on today's poll question at Smirconish.com, which asks who benefited most from the CNN town hall last night? The American people, CNN, Caitlin Collins, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began. Or walk the fields where our country was won. 
Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace.